When I look around my little world, I am surrounded by successful, strong, motivated women leaving their mark. From fitness instructors to florists to wedding planners to restaurant owners and everything in between, our state in particular is filled with badass female entrepreneurs. Everyone has a story to tell, a mission, a passion to fulfill, an obstacle or two they had to overcome. They may be living out their dreams or still working to get there. When I hear of like-minded women fulfilling or working towards achieving their goals, there is nothing more motivating or inspiring. This is an outlet for them to share their stories, their truths, their woes and triumphs with all of us. These stories are meant to motivate and leave us feeling empowered and empathetic towards others. Everyone has a story to tell. I'm giving them a way to do it. Have you ever met someone and felt like you've known her forever? Insert Bianca. Bianca and I met at the women's circle she held on the full moon of the new year, which was actually not planned but lined up perfectly. This is the same women's circle that helped me realize this podcast. For one, she is beautiful, her energy is welcoming, and I swear she doesn't have one judgy bone in her body. She works with animals, which is a dead giveaway she's a good person, and is a childbirth doula, which mix all those things together and you have a pretty amazing human being. I am so glad Bianca came to my home so she could share her message about what a doula is and her purpose during a pregnant couple's journey. She also tells the most amazing story about birthing gabs. Yes, you heard that right. Here is Bianca. Hi, Bianca. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming to my house. As um, everyone knows by now, the idea is that you choose the location that you're most comfortable. But we're here because Bianca actually lives and operates a farm. Uh, which we will get into and but quickly I want to just kind of tell you or talk about how we met um so it was at the full moon woman circle ceremony that um is basically the birth of this podcast I woke up the next day feeling just incredibly inspired and realized that this is what I want to do. I want to tell people stories. I want to ask questions. Um, and that so far this has been so fulfilling. So I just have to thank you because, um, you know, after the ceremony, we all pulled tarot cards and you took us aside to read and what, you know, describe what it meant. Um, and then when I was with you and we, you read mine, our meeting went a little bit longer than everyone else's. Everyone kind of took, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, I feel like. And we were sitting for maybe 10 minutes um, just the chatting and gabbing. And um, you told me a little bit about your story, which really touched me because it was very similar to mine. Um, and yeah, I just instantly felt connected with you and um, opened up to you, which I hardly ever do to anyone. Um, I'm just a very private person in that way. So um, I just really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so um, basically what you did was gave me permission to be myself in a way and find this podcast, you know what I mean? And um, 
yeah, we're just always, you basically said we're always able to uh, constantly evolve, learn, and grow, and that we shouldn't be kind of tapped down to one thing, like your one career. We can be multifaceted. So um, I really just appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you for <laughs> saying that. It's That's really special. It means a lot to me that you not only were, are able to articulate that now, but I also just want to say thank you for showing up because yes, we had a conversation that definitely I think sparked some inspiration for you. Um, but it happened because you showed up. So it's that, that speaks volumes too, is I don't know how much you knew or didn't know about the circle. I don't know what type of expectations you may or may not have had. Um, but you showed up open, you showed up vulnerable, you were honest. Um, you shared your truth and now here we are. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. But let's start from the beginning because I just think you have such an interesting job and basically life because, like I said, you're multifaceted. You have, you know, you're a professional doula and you operate and run a farm. So can we start off with the farm and yeah. um, what's the story of the farm? So the farm is actually so my partner John he is the third generation to now be on the farm um, he moved there and started the operations there on his own quite a few years ago um, I joined him about two years ago and I had no farming background I don't even think I had ever really been on a farm um, it was a combination of my work ethic just naturally I, I can't watch other people work and not help mm -hmm. Um, and then this was someone that I loved. So the combination right. of those... You're romantically involved with yes. this partner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. um, and so the combination of those two things, just I just kind of rolled up my sleeves and I started. Um, and the more that I immersed myself and the more that I was able to experience farming, um, I mean, I love it. It's admittedly hard work. Right. Um, and it's it's not a job that I clock out of and go home. Mm -hmm. Like, it is my home. Mm -hmm. um, but I find it to be incredibly fulfilling. Um, it's super rewarding, and it keeps me grounded. So a lot of the work that I do with women um, is emotional. And it's important for me to have my, my root and my grounding and my foundation. Um, and I really find that at the farm, mm -hmm. um, both emotionally but also physically. Like, I work with my hands. I work right. with animals. Um, it just really keeps me connected to something bigger than just my own self. And that's really important for me. Um, and it keeps, it keeps my awareness in check also. So. Yeah. And this isn't just a farm that, you know, you're kind of just operating these animals. I mean, this is a working, functional, profitable farm. Yeah. We're a business. Yeah. yeah. So we we're a livestock farm. Um, we have cows, chickens, rabbits, goats. <laughs> um, and yes, we do. We, we have a business as well. So do I, is it, do I enjoy it? Absolutely. Do I have a pet in every category? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but it is, yeah, it, we are a working farm that we hope to create a sustainable business from. So you need to tell the birth story real quick of the cows. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So I had recently finished my doula training and it just was coincidental that this all had happened at this time. Um, I hadn't, as a doula yet, I hadn't booked a live birth, um, and John went away for the day, which is something that he does sometimes, but not often. Yeah. 
Um, and I was actually working at farmer's market that day. And I got a phone call halfway through the farmer's market letting me know that I needed to go home. Like there was something going on. And we had a cow that was due to calf, but not then. She was pretty early. Um, and so in the next couple of hours, what transpired was this, this cow had twins. <laughs> and because she wasn't exactly ready for this, she wasn't in her birthing pen. Yeah. Um, she, she wasn't where she should have been. So we kind of had to roll up our sleeves and, and just, I, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but we did it. We, she, she had them. She had twins, which is kind of rare in cows. So that was pretty cool too. Um, and it was just, it was a very moving experience. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I, I wasn't verbally communicating with the cow, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, you have to, in farming a lot, and especially in this scenario, you have to really stop and get present. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to just, was I scared? Absolutely. Was there high anxiety? Absolutely. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but sometimes just being with is yeah. enough. And and even with animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it yeah, was, they pick up on our energy and wild. our vibes. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. And you can, there's, there's a look of distress that yeah. just as mammals, we all share. Um, and this was her first time calving. So she, you know, like she <laughs> also, mama. <laughs> yeah, she also didn't know what she was doing. Um, so yeah, it was beautiful. It was something I will never forget. I was vibrating for like a week. Okay. And then these were milk cows. So yeah. they're still. So they're dairy cows. Yeah. Yep. Cause dairy cows, we, the farm used to be a dairy farm. Um, we do hope to someday get back to be, to being fully operational there again. Oh, great. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> fun little birth story. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so in your own words, what do you do for a living? Either, you know, what is a doula or what is it that you do all together? Because I know you have multiple titles. Oh, what a good question. Um, I support people through transition and change. That is really what I do. Okay. Um, And I do that in a a few different ways. Um, So I do that as a doula. And I don't... Some people are familiar with what a doula is and Mm -hmm. some are not, so I'll just briefly give you a rundown. Um, There are two different types of doulas. There are childbirth doulas and postpartum doulas. Um, I am a childbirth doula, so my work with women is done in the prenatal period, and then I support them through labor and delivery. Okay. Um, So doula to doula, we all have a slightly different framework. Um, We're all showing up to support women and their families, um, but we all bring a different background, we all bring a different why, a different reason to the work. Um, my, my why is transformation, um, and I think that there, there's something really powerful about the energy of transformation, and especially in the birth space, whether you want that to happen or not, it's going to, mm-hmm. um, and there's something really powerful that happens when you actually tap into that as opposed to being afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work with women and their and their partners prenatally, both preparing for the physical experience of childbirth um, through education and through birth preparation and birth planning, um, but we also work an emotional process too. Um, a lot of times what what 
is causing the fear and the anxiety in pregnancy and childbirth is the unknown, mm. is the expectation of what may be. Um, so we really will work a process together trying to reframe some of those limiting beliefs, um, acknowledging them because there's, there's a lot of power in acknowledgement. Right. Um, and we're building a connection because of all the things that I'm trained to do to help support you through labor, my connection with you is the strongest tool that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can keep it really surface level or, or we can dive under the surface. And, and I'm just someone who, even just in conversation, I dive under the surface. It's hard for me to keep it surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, so the work that I do in, as a doula is traditional, but, but, also, but also not. Um, I do have a background in yoga and meditation. So I bring a lot of mindset coaching to my work with women. Um, I also facilitate the partner connection because at the end of the day, who comes home with the baby but the partners. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in the birth space, I'm able to see objectively what's happening. um, And that, that helps me to be able to continue to bring, bring the partners back together because most of the time, the partner wants to be of support. They just don't know what to do. Right. Um, and so there is something to be said too about my work as a doula is I don't want to forget about the partner mm-hmm. because just as much as the birthing mother is having a transformational experience, so are they. Right. Um, they're also going from husband to father and that's to acknowledge that is really important. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's my work as a doula. Um, and then I also work with women one-on-one doing very similar work, um, but outside of the birth space. So women will come to me at moments of transition. So whether that's a career change or a move or mm-hmm. a relationship change, um, looking for support in, in, that, in that time. Um, change is really scary for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Letting go is really scary for a lot of people. Um, but those two things are, are really crucial if we are going to evolve and if we are going to grow. Right. Um, and sometimes just being supported through that is the difference someone need is what someone needs to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that work looks a little bit differently, but at the end of the day, I'm working with the energy of transformation and working with the energy of change. Right. It's all kind of synced. Um, it's all kind of, yeah, it's people experience it at different points in their life. And sometimes it's the birth space, but sometimes it's not. Um, so yeah. Good. When you are there, will you, can you hire a doula? Will, will you do it yourself? I absolutely hire a doula. Okay. No, I will not doula myself. Yeah. Um, one of, one of the, the gifts of having a doula is you have that objective person. Um, you have that person who knows your intentions, who knows what you want and knows what you don't want, but I'm not, I'm not in that emotional experience with you. Right. Um, so it's, it, it allows me to be able to support you from that place. Mm-hmm. Um, when I myself find will be in that place, I'll need someone to bring me back right. to. Um, right. It's, it's birth is people's, I say it's people's greatest act of surrender. And sometimes we need support in surrendering. Um, so I certainly will. Yeah. 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 Um, so the whole thing of doula, so it's interesting. I did a little Instagram poll basically because I was just curious. I hadn't really known what a doula was. I mean, I knew what it was, but it was never something that you really hear about until I became in the space and all of a sudden 
I'm like, you know, when you are aware of something, now it's everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what happened to me. Um, how, when you say you're a doula, what is, what are people's uh, reactions to you? Do they mostly know what it is? Do they not? Um, and how common is it becoming in the hospital or, you know, in our generation even? Yeah. Um, so it's very 50-50. Some people look at me like it's a word they've never heard before. Like, um, cr- I feel like it's like, like uh, people think it's crunchy. People do. And something I want to say, too, is there is a misconception yeah. that doulas support natural births and that's it. Right. Um, that's not why I do the work that I do. I want to support women, not an agenda. Right. So... That that would be the biggest thing that pe- people just assume, like, oh, okay, so you must just go to people's house while they have their babies. Yeah, and it's like, in the tub. And, yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, the majority of them are actually done in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just people just don't really, they just don't know. Um, and for a while, it was an accessibility thing, maybe. Um, I don't I don't know. It, education is, is a big passion of mine because Mm -hmm. I think that the more people understand what it is that I do Mm -hmm. um the more people will see value in that I mean I've already learned the value of this because I think it's I mean give us a little um day-to-day like what is your role well we know what you do but what is your role how many times do you see the person before birth um walk us through that okay so for me, like I said, doula to doula, things would be a little bit different. Um, for me, we do three prenatal visits leading up to the laboring period. Um, so like once a trimester? Generally, depending okay. on when they reach out to me. I have some people reach out to me and they're due in three weeks. I have oh, some people wow. reach out okay. to me and they're due in seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on how much time we have, it's generally, our prenatal work is generally done in the last trimester. Okay. Um, just because the information it is good for it to be fresh and also as a woman experiences her pregnancy things will things that she wants and things that she doesn't want will change right um but as soon as i'm hired even if that is at a month or two i am a resource for education so the internet can be a black hole when it comes yeah, to pregnancy I'm sure um you have one question and you'll get 15 different answers mm-hmm. and even even your doctor will urge you to look to do your own research um, and so before, e- even before that prenatal work begins, I- I'm that resource. So you have a question, I give you organized answers. Um, advocacy is a big, a big part of a doula's work. So as a doula, we want you, the birthing person, to understand what your choices are mm-hmm. and to make the choice that you feel best about. And so I don't give you an answer like this is what you should or shouldn't do, but right. I, get, I let you know what all of your safe choices are, and I help you then make a choice. Um, the work we do prenatally is pretty structured. Um, like I said, we really do work a process that will not only create clarity around what you understand and don't understand about the birth experience, um, but we also go over all the different ways that birth can go and we get clear on how you feel about each of those Mm -hmm. avenues um we make a birth plan Um, i like to call them birth intentions because people get caught up on plans yeah and and especially in birth birth has its own agenda Mm -hmm. um but we do we do want to be able to present to the hospital staff and to your doctors and to your care team this is what we've thought like this is what you have thought about in advance and this is what you want Mm -hmm. um 
And at the end of the day, your birth may not look the way you wrote down, but my goal was to help you make sure that it felt the way that you wrote down. Right. Um, and then once the actual laboring period begins, I am with you for the entirety of your labor. So I in sleep the hospital. in the hospital. Yeah. Um, in the hospital, birth center, home, wherever you choose to birth. Because I think that is a huge question for people. You know, are you there? Do do yeah. doctors allow you to be in the yeah. room? You know, is yeah. it side by side? We yeah, we we do. And in my experience, I have really great relationships with the providers. Um, at the end of the day, if I want to speak about myself as a doula. Um, Doctors know that I'm there supporting this family. Right. And I am in no way giving medical advice. I'm in no way taking place of a medical provider. Um, Nine times out of ten at a birth, the provider will actually share with me what's going on before they share it with the birthing um, couple. Just because there is... As a provider in a hospital, they understand how highly emotional this situation mm-hmm. is, and they appreciate that I can sort of, and any doula can sort of serve as that gatekeeper, um, like we're that middleman between them and the client. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, we were welcome in all hospitals. There are really no providers that wouldn't welcome a doula. Um, if someone is pregnant and has a lot of questions and is kind of in need of some guidance a lot of OBs and midwives will actually suggest hiring a doula oh wow um because your up your your OB or your midwife's line is not open to you 24 hours a day Mm -hmm. whereas your doula is right um hi Marco hi Hi. (laughs) um so yeah so people do wonder if if one we're in hospital settings and two if we're welcome and we are how's it going Hi, good. How are you? I'm Bianca. We have a little guest. Nice to meet you. Say hi to everyone. Um, So I do have some viewer questions. Yes, please. Or. Yeah, I hope that made sense. Yeah. Yeah, what I would, yeah, just just in summation, what I was saying is there are very few situations in which um, a doula is not going to be welcome in the birth space. And we do, like I said, we are with you for pretty much the entirety of that labor. Um, I mean, sometimes it's spent in the hallway, but we're always present there with you. Mm. That's, I mean, that's probably such a nice aspect because I think when I think about it, um, and you hear, I mean, even my sister-in-law, she went through, you know, 10 months with the same doctor Mm -hmm. and then day of delivery, that doctor wasn't on. So I can only imagine that comfort that you had dissipates. So to have you, this you know, the same person back to back. Now you have a relationship, and now you're here. That support is instantly reinstated. Yeah. Um, There's a continuity of care that you just can't, just because the doctor. This is their job. Like sometimes they're not there. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. A lot of women don't realize that that's going to be the case. They assume they have their doctors, so when they have the baby, the doctor's just going to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you create a support team that's going to be with you regardless of shift changes, um, it is. It's it's very comforting. So um, this girl has a question. So do some of your clients use your services in cohesion with a traditional gynecologist? And if so, are there any doctors in particular that you do these services with? So basically some local people are looking for, you know, um, so she's been saying she's basically going to Planned Parenthood for her gynecologic 
gynecological (laughs) visits because she can't seem to find a natural approach um, for that. But she would love to find a situation for when she's ready for babies that she could hire a doula, but also have supplemental guidance from a traditional doctor. Um, So yeah, so we, because as a doula, we are not a medical professional. Mm -hmm. As a pregnant person, you have to have um, gynecological care, whether that's an OB or a midwife, those models of care are slightly different. So the more the more natural approach would be the midwifery care. Mm. Um, but because a doula is not a medical professional, we work alongside medical professionals, not instead of. Right, right, okay. Um, and then someone else asked about uh, vaccines, not necessarily about your opinion, we can keep that you know aside, but have you noticed that some people are omitting some, if not all. Um, so 75% of the births I've had so far have been people who have chosen not to vaccinate their children. Not to. Not to. Um, so I've seen both mm-hmm. and I've seen both be accepted. Yeah. It's, um, there, the medical profession in general is, they're just a little bit more open than I think they used to be. So... Um, I've not, I've never seen it be an issue. Um, they do do their due diligence and they, you know, they explain to you what the choices are and, and what choosing to vaccinate or not choosing to vaccinate means. Um, but it's your choice. Okay. So what is, um, intuitive guidance? What is that part of your business? So that is the one-on-one work that I do with women outside of the birth space. Um, I did... A couple of years ago as part of my own path of self-development you can say um, I did do a pretty extensive training with an intuitive um, because I knew that I had a strong intuition um, and I knew that I could use it to be of service to others I just wasn't sure how mm-hmm. um, so that wasn't I, I've had that training for a while and that was I chose to start that part of my business after I started the doula work. Um, I really wanted to to get the one-on-one work with people, that type of energy. I wanted to be really comfortable with it and really understand, you know, each person that I experience as a doula, I can imagine, you can imagine is very different. Mm -hmm. Um, So managing those different energies and still showing up clear and able to guide um, was something that the doula work was able to give me a practice in. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the one-on-one work that I do. And like I said, that's usually in, in a three month container. We usually work together for that long. Um, and it's, there's tangible tools and practices and things that I share with you. Um, but a, a lot of the guidance is intuitive, just truthfully, like, so is doula work, you know, you, you're trained and educated. Um, but you still you're still guiding from your intuition, really. Right, right. So do you stay in contact with the women that, you know, you've been there for? Yeah, sometimes. Um, sometimes I'm hired be just because of my training and my education and my experience, and that's it. Um, and I'm able to serve and support those people, and those births are beautiful, um, but there isn't this deeper soul connection really that we have um so those clients maybe not. so you're really able to keep yourself at a you know completely emotionally out of it 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, it took it took years of doing my own work to be able to do that. Right. Um, Bianca, five years ago, would not have been able to show up to someone's vulnerable birth space and be unemotional about it. Um, I just didn't have those boundaries. I didn't have those skills or those tools yet. Um, but I have to. In order for me to do my job, I have to show up objective. I have to um, s- stay grounded in the intention of what my client has. But... Um, but yeah, I have to. I have to do my job. Well, so. can we talk a little bit about Bianca from five years ago? Because sure. I feel like you, you've almost. It feels transformative. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't talk about her often, so yeah, let's talk. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Let's see. Where do I begin? Um, I I feel like most people who experience transformation within themselves or major periods of self-development or awareness or growth, um, usually there is a catalyst for that. Um, And for me, there was. I had spent a lot of my adult life um, very out of touch with myself. And a lot of the choices that I made and a lot of the decisions that I made were for everyone else, Mm -hmm. to make everyone else feel better Mm -hmm. and to do what I thought I was supposed to do. Um, And I had to sort of I I sort of had to hit a rock bottom um and my rock bottom was emotional um I I just I really woke up one day and I thought wow this there's got to be more than this because if there's not like I I don't want to do this um and so that was how my the first thing that I looked to do was take yoga like that was it was just one of those things where my heart said yoga and I went to yoga and I didn't know why yeah um, and it ended up being the meditation piece of yoga mm-hmm. that I resonated with. And it was probably the first time in my life that I stopped and I got quiet and I actually realized that I had my own voice too. Um, and so once I was awakened to that, it was kind of like there was really no going back to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Once, once you awaken, how do you go back to sleep? You, you oh, don't. I love that. Um, and so from there, it, it, it was a lot, it was a journey. It, it was, it was painful at times. It was difficult. Um, I felt lost. I felt confused. Um, but I kept showing up for myself. That mm-hmm. was the one thing that I kept doing is I kept allowing myself the space for that quiet. I kept allowing myself that space for that other voice to come through. Um, and I trusted that voice. And even when that voice was telling me things that I had never experienced or heard or felt before I still chose to trust myself um and so as my inner world changed my outer world changed and as I set different standards for myself emotionally and mentally the world started showing up for me differently isn't that amazing so yeah it's the constants to just keep showing up it's sometimes not sometimes it's always uncomfortable Um, there's moments of doubt, there's moment of fear, there's anxiety, there's confusion. Um, but on the other side of that is, is a life that feels aligned, is a life that feels in flow. Mm -hmm. Um, and the work that I do with people, um, you know, they say that you can turn your pain into your purpose and that's Mm -hmm. really what I feel Mm -hmm. I've done. Um, I when I was at a period of transition and when I was at a period of change and transformation, 
if I didn't have the support like I now offer to people, I wouldn't have been able to do it. It right. was, um, it can feel really isolating. And so, yeah. How did this transition into being a doula? So that was, you know, they say you, you just have a calling. Mm-hmm. It was one of those mm-hmm. things. Um, I had, I had been doing this, this work with myself for a while. I had a lot of things in my life had changed. My job had changed. Where I lived had changed. My relationship had changed. Everything had changed. Um, and I knew that I wanted to be sharing this this work with other people. Um, but I had no idea what, what that looked like. Right. And so I, I, I tried different things. Things didn't work. Um, I actually, I went away on a weekend retreat. And that that weekend was one of those similar to like the women's circle it's just a moment where like something shifts and then nothing goes back to how it used to be um and I was heading home from that retreat and it just Laurel out of nowhere I was like I think I want to be a doula (laughs) and I wasn't even entirely sure what that work looked like Uh um but I knew that it was supporting women and I knew it was supporting women in an opportunity for transformation mm-hmm. um and so once once I committed to that in my mind I said okay here we go and so I did my training I um I worked with a mentor a senior doula mm-hmm. who was able to help coach me into how do you start doing this work and what does this work actually physically look like yeah um as I'm sure you caught on to a, a lot of the work that I do is energetic, mm-hmm. but there is a physical component to doula work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was ready for all the energetic work, but it was the physical work that I was like, wait, what am I doing? Um, so I just, I, I found my way. I very much found my way. Wow, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So what is next for you? What is, you know, what is your plan? So I, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't have one. <laughs> Um, I'm showing up open and willing to serve and wanting to serve. Um, birth space, doula work in the physical birth space is something that I'm very passionate about. And it's, I leave a birth and I'm on this high for days. I imagine. Um, and it's just to see people step into their power, to see couples connect to see new life. Like, there's just something so magical about mm-hmm. doula work um, that I intend to do that for a long time. Um, but the education piece of the work that I do with women, I realize, is is key. That that saying that knowledge is power, mm-hmm. like that's, that's real. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be expanding on the education that I offer um, because some some women, you know, whether it's their second baby, their third baby, or they have a different support system, hiring me as their doula may not be what is right. Right. Um, but educating themselves on on birth and, and how to have an empowered birth experience is something, is another way that I can work with women. I love that. I think that that is completely the direction you should go because I think there is such a lack of education. I mean, even from birth control to getting off of birth control, to trying to conceive. I mean, the struggles that women go through, just mentally going through all these things, you know, I feel like, you know, when friends were like, oh, I'm getting off birth control, we're going to try to have a baby. It may not work like that. Um, 
And I think, you know, I actually read something really interesting earlier today about birth control and having um, a period. Sorry, this is getting a little <laughs> for anyone that's listening. But, We're talking birth, so. Um, and that, which I didn't even know that the the birth control creates the period, but it's not the same period as if you weren't on birth control, which the fact that I don't know that at 31 years old is tragic. There's, I mean, I, I have women who they're in their thirties. This is their first child. And they, the things that they don't know about one physiologically how childbirth works, but also like what your body is doing and how it got here. Yeah. They're the lack of education is, saddening i don't know where we got so lost with that i think from day one i think in school when they're teaching you about bed, which yeah. is nothing it's nothing. not helpful nothing yeah, yeah. no it's not it's so. all about how not to have a baby but then you're thinking about having a baby and then you're lost exactly. and you're so right calling your gynecologist is not even an option you know you have to wait till your appointment which is booked out you know six months when they can take you so having that person who you can call or, you know, you have seminars or whatever, however you're going to hold this space, I think is fabulous. Yeah, I just think, I think it's needed. I think it's important. And I think um, it it will allow me to share this work that I think is important, but I'm also really passionate about with a wider audience because yeah. I am one person. I can only take so many bursts at a time. Right. Um, so how can I reach more people um and education is is what that is Mm -hmm. so that is my most immediate next step um I will continue to be holding circles so I hope you keep coming I will yeah there and those are open to just women it doesn't matter yeah I'll link everything so if you guys feel like coming to a circle which I highly recommend um you'll have all the information to contact Bianca and just see when um the next dates are yeah, we're going to try to hold them monthly. Um, I am going to try to get into a couple different places in the state so that there's access for different people. Um, but that was really born out of my own desire for community. Yeah. So I just, pregnant, not pregnant, whether children are on your radar or not, coming together with like-minded women and being heard and seen. And yeah. yeah, it's just a place to chat. It's not... You know, it doesn't have to be spiritual, really, if you don't want to want it to be that way. It's just whatever you need at that moment, exactly. the space holds for you. Um, so, Beautifully yeah, it's awesome. Said. Yes. <laughs> so, to wrap this up, I want to do um, rapid-fire questions. Oh, boy. This okay. is fun. Okay. okay. So, we'll get started. Are you a morning or a night person or a night owl? Night owl. What is your biggest pet peeve? Rushing. Mm. You rushing? Or yeah. someone rushing you? Like Just the feeling of rushing. Yeah. I don't do well with. <laughs> what was the last thing you cooked? Stir fry. Mm. What is the first thing you do in the morning when you wake up? Go feed the cows. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Where would you go if you were invisible? Ooh. What a question. Oh my gosh. Can we come back to that? Yeah. Okay. If you could go back in time, what would you change or do differently? Or would you keep it the same? I would keep it the same, but I would love myself a little more. Mm. What is the last song or podcast you listened to? A Dan Harris podcast. Mm. If you were a superhero, 
what would be your power? I would be Wonder Woman. I would have all of her. You, like, resemble Wonder Woman. I can already <laughs> oh, see it. Oh, tell me again. <laughs> if you won the lottery tomorrow, what is the first thing you would do with the money? Wow. <laughs> Getting deep. I know. I didn't expect these. <laughs> um, I wonder, wow, what a good question. Honestly, I think I would, I think I would do stuff at the farm. Mm. Like, just like we could do renovations and stuff mm. that updating things. Yeah, could make efficiency. Do you have a nickname? B. What is when is the last time you cried? And if you want to share, why? This morning on my way here because I was happy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is so magical. <laughs> Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark. Ocean or mountains? Mountain. Um, what's your favorite swear word? Fuck. <laughs> it's so powerful. It is, though. In good and bad. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just, I'm sorry, but if you're going to swear, it's Yeah, it's it gets the point across. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being oh, here. You're welcome. This is awesome. Thank you so much.